Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. On today's show, the Provincial Crop Report was released earlier this morning. Agri-News brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougal Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougalauction.com. Filling in for Jim Smalley this month, this is Ryan McNally. The Provincial Crop Report was released earlier today and farmers may be satisfied with crop development. Shannon Friesen is the Provincial Crop Extension Specialist. She says the majority of crops are at their normal stage of development for this time of year. For the most part, uh, crop conditions vary quite widely right across the province, all depending on, of course, how much moisture they have received. For the most part, the majority of crops are at their normal stages of development for this time of year, uh, and conditions vary from anywhere from fair to excellent, all depending on what type of weather conditions have been received over the past week and, of course, what kind of moisture as well. And, of course, weather conditions, quite wild in some parts of the province. What were rainfall amounts like around the province? Anywhere from very small amounts to up to even four inches around that Glaslin area. Uh, Many areas in the northwest receive two to three, even up to four inches in a matter of hours. So, of course, some areas include the Turtleford area, which received about 61 millimeters of rain. Uh, As we move throughout the province, uh, the Broadview area reported 18 millimeters, the Shonovan area 48 millimeters, the Lumsden area 10 millimeters, and the Saskatoon area 52 millimeters. And, of course, even though we did get some rain, uh, many areas, particularly in that west central region as well as the south, are still in need of significant moisture in order to help those crops fill as well as head out. How's haying progress going? Our haying is still underway, um, of course, in between rain showers and the high humidity. So livestock producers have 22% of the hay crop cut and 47% is now baled or put into silage. Uh, At the moment, quality is rated as 7% excellent, 65% good, 25% fair, and 3% poor. Of course, we've heard that many swaths are much smaller than normal, uh, and hay yields overall are quite below average as well. And how are topsoil moisture conditions? At the moment, topsoil moisture conditions on cropland are rated as 2% surplus, 57% adequate, 30% short, and 11% very short. On hayland pasture, they are 2% surplus, 45% adequate, 35% short, and 18% very short. Is pasture growth suffering from a lack of rain? It sure is, yes. Uh, Really throughout the season, hay fields haven't really grown as much as we would have hoped, as well as a lot of those pastures. So again, in many areas of the province, we still remain in need of a significant rainfall, and we are hopeful that we do get some rain for some of those pastures to get growing. 
And what are some sources of crop damage from this week? Uh, of course, the majority of the crop damage this week uh, was due to some very strong winds as well as some high temperatures. Many canola fields will have suffered what's called heat blasting due to the high temperatures as well. We've had some reports of grasshoppers in some areas and, of course, some disease issues uh, such as root rot, leaf spot diseases, and fusarium head blight. Probably the biggest damage this week that we did see was, of course, hail. We saw anywhere from very small hail to even baseball size. So in some cases, the fields have been minorly damaged and in many cases, they've been severely damaged. What are farmers busy doing this week? They are doing lots of things. Uh, hopefully they're taking in some of the Egg in Motion trade show this week. If they're haying, they are busy doing that. Uh, baling, certainly any other summer work prior to harvest, getting some of that equipment ready, hauling some grain, and hopefully taking a break as well. That was Shannon Friesen, Provincial Crop Extension Specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. More of Saskatchewan's farmers are using solar energy to balance out their power bills. My Energy is a solar company presenting at this year's Ag in Motion show just north of Saskatoon. Nathan Jones is a spokesperson for the company and spoke with 620 CKRM's Cody Glyden about more how more and more farmers are moving towards solar power. I think a large portion of our business is currently ag and I think will continue to be so. I mean, I think if you think about it, for a long time farmers have been using Mother Nature, but not even just for their energy needs, but to power their crops for their cattle. Everything really on a farm is, is from the sun. So really solar is just an extension of that. And, and right now it's really wise financial decision and, and allows them to kind of combat rising power costs by investing in their own power infrastructure. 
I think a lot of farmers are wondering how practical is solar energy and is it worthwhile? Yeah, so SAS Power currently has uh, what's called the net metering program. So that allows you to bank credits with SAS Power and use those credits at a later time. So we can offset any power bill for any farmer that we've come across. And there's currently also a 20% rebate up until the end of November. So from a financial perspective, it's it's really good on the on the usage side. Nothing changes from a usage side of things. It just supplements your, your SAS Power. Basically how it works is you don't pay your power bill. You pay a small monthly charge to SAS Power, but the rest of it is, is zeroed out. Are you seeing a lot of people, a lot of farmers, I guess, specifically installing these on their homes, on their sheds, or, or whereabouts do you see the most use for a panel like this? Yeah, for, for us, and, and I think one of the reasons why egg is, is such a good area is because a, a ground mount is really going to be your best bang for your buck. And we can pitch them at the right degree to the sun. Um, for us, we own all our own pounding and infrastructure equipment. So um, Now, when you say pounding, you mean like the equipment uh, used yeah. to install? Yeah, I, the I-beams. I so we install uh, an 8-inch I-beam, and, and we have specialty equipment to do that for solar farms. So more often than not is the case is that we recommend doing a ground mount if a guy has a space available, which often in the case in in egg implications is the fact you know guys have a lot of space. So farmers can save a little bit of money. I guess what's the initial cost for putting something like this in? It's hard to say that there's really no. I guess it depends on how many how many you're going to put in, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think the way to look at it is going to depend a lot on how big it is. Often is the case is that if a guy goes to FCC or whoever his egg lender is, takes out a loan, his payments may you know depending on how long that loan is, depending what rate he gets, but his rates can be less than what he's paying to SAS Power from day one. So from a cash flow perspective, you can be in the positive from day one. You know, extra money in your pocket month to month from day one, and then as power rates rise, that savings you know goes up every week, and at the end of the day, or every year, at the end of the day, you have an asset on your farm that you can you know resell with the farm, and there's also some tax um, write-off implications as well, accelerated uh, depreciation that are, are really favorable from a from a business management side of things as well. What kind of uptake are you seeing? Have you seen a lot of farmers you know investing in this technology? Yeah, yeah, definitely more and more. I, I think it's an area that we focused on in the past and will continue to do so. I think every year it, it seems like one guy knows somebody that's done it and then that area kind of becomes a hot spot. I think more and more, you know, we do think we do a, a guaranteed power production so we guarantee the system's going to produce what we estimated at. Things like that I think help a lot in, in terms of, you know, it's, an, it's not really a new technology but it's not something that every everybody hasn't seen one. So, you know, definitely with that, you know, with our history in the industry with people, more and more people doing it, I think it's only going to continue to grow. I mean, we'll likely see a hundred percent, if not a hundred percent plus growth for, for our business this year. If somebody would like more information on either your business or this uh, technology, where can they go? Yeah, they can check out our website at myenergy. That's myenergy.ca. That was Nathan Jones, a My Energy spokesperson who was at the Egg in Motion show presenting the benefits of solar power to farmers in attendance. Egg in Motion concludes today. National farm leaders met with federal and provincial agriculture ministers yesterday in Vancouver. It was the traditional industry government gathering that is traditionally held on the eve of the main ag ministers conference, which goes today and tomorrow. Business risk management programs such as crop insurance and agri stability were reviewed over the past year. Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan President Todd Lewis is not expecting any major changes for agri-stability right now. It seems to be a little bit more effective for uh, certainly green producers anyway in Saskatchewan and uh, I think there's still lots of troubles, uh, you know, in the agri-stability program with uh, mixed farms. I mean, good years for green, bad years for cattle, they just offset each other. So I think there's lots of work to be done yet and uh, I think if there's going to be major changes done in the, you know, agri-stability and crop insurance that uh, that's being negotiated for the next framework agreement uh, several years from now. 
Grain transportation issues were also discussed and how provisions to Bill C-49 will work in the real world. Passage of the new bill has been welcome and uh, the devil's always going to be in the details now on how the regulations are going to be put in place and, you know, to make sure that uh, systems like the new uh, long-haul interswitching are uh, how, how effective they're going to be and uh, if it's going to create competition and if the uh, grain companies are going to be able to make use of uh, that as a tool to uh, get some better rates for for our products and it sounds like uh, Quorum and the Egg Transport Coalition are going to have their funding continue for another couple of years so that's good news. We're going to have to uh, put some work now into getting ensuring the regulations are in place and that they uh, are do what they're supposed to do which is improve our grain transportation system. The Egg Transport Coalition releases weekly grain transportation stats. Those numbers were reported extensively during the grain backlog over the winter. Lewis says there was also an update on the federally appointed committee, which will make recommendations on a new economic strategy for agriculture. You know, I think there's going to be some recommendations there on how to uh, improve that. Uh, They're looking at some of the regulatory process that's in place and uh, also the the transportation and uh, really the whole system coast to coast how agriculture, uh, the good parts of agriculture, but there's lots of improvements we made too. So the group was, I think it's 15 people from across Canada, a number of uh, CEOs. There are some producers on there as well. So I think it's one of six roundtables. I think they've done some good work and uh, looking forward to the report when it comes out. That report is expected to be released by the end of this year. That was Todd Lewis, president of APAS. The annual federal and provincial agriculture ministers conference runs today and tomorrow in Vancouver. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swat River. Visit Flamin.com.
Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged at 254.59. Feed barley unchanged at 172.63. Canola up 240 to 467.54. Flax unchanged at 482.42. Oats down 295 to 151.71. Yellow peas unchanged at 221.54. Feed wheat unchanged at 175.44. Number one red spring wheat up 246 to 220.71. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction with the Marker Report for July 18th. Weyburn did not have a sale this week as it was a Cinnaboy's turn. Your cows and bulls were up a couple of cents as your heiferette sold from $1.15 to $1.35 a pound. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.90 cents to $0.98 and some to $1 to $1.02 a pound. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Canner cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60. And your good slaughter bulls from a dollar ten to a dollar thirty-five a pound. We do not have enough in any weight break to establish an accurate price quotation on the feeders. For any more market information, give me Brady Olson a call at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction six four two fifty three fifty eight.
Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Thursday, July 19th. Hams sold 5,700 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 173 to 185 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling a range of 171 to 185 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was down 10 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3204. Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.49 cents US. US cash markets continued lower in yesterday's trade, with the Western Corn Belt region reporting a drop of $1.20 a hundredweight to a level not seen since May. The pork carcass cutout fell nearly $2 a hundredweight in yesterday's trade, amid weakness across almost all of the primal cuts. Lean hog futures traded lower in yesterday's trade, testing the contract lows that were set last week. With news of a new trade deal signed between Japan and the EU, the U.S. pork market was dealt another blow. When ratified, the deal would result in lower tariffs on European pork than on U.S. product, which would further exacerbate the problem of export market demand. Farm weather is next on Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306-352-1866. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast, a mix of sun and cloud for later this afternoon, the high 26, the low 12. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, the high 29, the low 14. Saturday, sunshine, the high 28, the low 14. Sunday, mix of sun and cloud, the high 24, the low 12. 
Monday, sunshine, the high 23 and a low of 10. Tuesday, sunshine, the high 22, the low 11. Then Wednesday, sunshine, the high 24. Normal high for this time of year is 26 degrees. The normal low is 11. The sun will ro- sun rose this morning at 5.09. The sun will set tonight at 9.01. Around the province, Estevan, mostly cloudy and 27. Prince Albert, mostly cloudy and 23. Saskatoon, mainly sunny and 25. Swift Current, sunshine and 24. Weyburn, mostly cloudy and 24. Yorkton, cloudy and 21. In Moose Jaw, mainly sunny with a northwest wind at 15, it's 23. In Regina, partly cloudy, wind north-northwest at 27, gusting to 38. Barometric pressure is rising, and it's 24. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smully, I'm Ryan McNally.